this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Buffs, Blind Size, and Banter, the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. As you may have noticed, our normal host, Buckles, is not here today, uh, so I am your host, Mac. Uh, Buckles messaged me, uh, so we were supposed to get this podcast out the day after the episode on like a Friday. I was away for a wedding, and he said, Mac, I can't make it at all this week till next weekend. He said, you're a better host than me. You're a better person than me in every way. I said, Buckles, don't be so hard on yourself, but you are correct, 100%. Um, so I've had to find a guest, and joining me as a person superior to my normal co-host, Buckles, in every single way. Looks, she's funny, charming, and I might have to say this because I'm married to her. It's my beautiful wife, Jackie Macri. Jackie, how are you? Oh, my goodness. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Um, I'm very excited to be here. I'm glad you couldn't make it, Tim. Uh, Buckles, or whatever you want to call. Um, yeah, so thank you, Buckles, for trusting me with your podcast. I hope the ratings skyrocket, not drop. They'll be through the roof. I'll be through the roof. So, no, very excited to be here. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. Yeah, no, it should be a great podcast. Uh, before we get started, what can you just give us like an overall view of, of the new era of Survivor for you and, and maybe specifically season 44? Um, yeah, so I am, I would classify myself, classify myself as a fan, not a super, super fan like these guys. Um, you're, on a, you're on a podcast. I know, exactly. I know. For, for super fans, by super fans. Exactly. You have uh, to no, look, I love Survivor, but I'm not in the Survivor. Um, community, like all these orgs that are run, like um, Eli and uh, previous, previous, <laughs> previous guests, we, previous guests, James Beck, Wolf, Shelley Gross, Beck, Beck Wilson, yeah, um, just that, to name a few. I'm just trying to plug a few people here. No, um, so I'm, yeah, I am your regular fan. So I will say, so the new era of Survivor is a little bit confusing, I will say. Um, it's hard to follow. I'm kind of getting lost in who has an advantage, who doesn't have a vote, how many people, like, how long do they not have a vote for? So I'm finding it a bit tricky to follow. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to compare it to Australian Survivor. I know we've been there, but it's do just... It, do it. It's a bit boring, to be honest. Um, the last four seasons have... Well, is it four? Yeah, last four yeah. seasons have all been the same. Um yeah, starting off with a do we want a brawn challenge, do we want a um, puzzle challenge, and then, yeah, I'm just really struggling to to keep up with who's got um, no votes. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it feels a bit rushed. They probably would uh, benefit from starting the episode maybe with just the previously on before or even just, like, setting up who has what twists, what advantages, who's voting today. Um, because, yeah, like... Myself and Buckles, we have our own podcast, and even we—I str- well, would say—we struggle, but you still have to think about it. Whereas the average fan, like yourself, perhaps, um, it, it really might just be like, "What am I watching? What is going oh, on?" Totally, I feel like they definitely need like it's like a Netflix recap, like previously on Survivor. Tell me what's going on. Tell me who's got what. Um, you know, because I am finding myself sitting here going, "Who has what." The next thing I don't like, again, is, sorry, I, I feel like I'm just having a go at Jeff, and I love you, Jeff, if you're listening. I know you are. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great podcast. Um, just in competition with yours. Uh, no, I find that the three tribes, I don't like that either. I don't like, so if you've got three tribes and then there's six people on the tribe and two people don't have a vote, I just feel like it's just, it's just too messy to start with. I feel like you're not getting to see the players play properly. Like I feel like these big moves, these big idle plays, these, um, idle blocks are like, should be safe for like the second half of the season or like getting towards a merge, not just like straight off the bat. And then you're like, Oh, someone just went out as collateral damage. Yeah. No, I probably agree. When, when there's only six people, it's these moves probably become easier and they probably lose like the gravitas of how good they are because, you know, in the, we saw it in the first, the first trouble this season, there was three votes and an idol was played and someone left on one vote. Whereas if that's if that's ten votes and idols played and someone's leaving on one vote, that's huge. Like a Kelly Wentworth. Yeah, um, and I just feel like also like how filthy would you be if two people don't vote and idol gets played and you go out on one vote? Oh, it's horrible. It's like horrible. that, I'd be absolutely ropeable. But who's enjoying this? No, who's this for? No, I'm not. I've said, I've said it before, but who's this for? Yeah, look, it's I, I think go back to two tribes. Happy to do merge um, swaps, things like that. That's cool. Make it juicy. See where alliances are. But like three tribes, too much over it. Or wait until like the second half of the season that people can lose a vote. I don't like lose a vote from the get-go. No, I guess it's that risk worth reward. But while, while, we're, while we're ragging on the episode, it was just... I, look, personally, I didn't love it. And I haven't loved the start of this season. Um, the episode was extremely slow. For the Pretty much we saw... They come back from the tribal, they talk about the tribal, and then it's all, all of a sudden we're just looking for advantages. Everyone's looking in the bush. You know what's not fun about Survivor? Watching people look for an idol. There's no, there's no conversation going on. It's someone by themselves and they're mm. finding idols. It's not, it's not fun. And then there's a challenge, and then we talk about tribal, and then we go to tribal. It was like, what happened to the old Survivor? Of the, I, you know? I also think there's actually, I mean, you may disagree here, but I feel like there's less strategy because people are just like, there's so many advantages. I just have to find myself an advantage and I can get myself further. Whereas before, like, people, like, there'd be like one idol and it'd be like, who has it? Now it's like, who has what? Who has this advantage? Like, they just know that there's just so many advantages that, I don't know, I feel like the skill and the, like, strategy is not there as much i think it's like potluck yeah it's definitely different like we see straight away um as the ratu tribe come back from tribal matthew says i played my shot in the dark so i didn't have to vote so no one knew where i stood which yeah it's a good strategy in itself but we came out of last week and i know buckles i'll give you some credit i think you came up with this idea that that could have happened and i said no chance that's such like metagame strategy and he did do it but like Watching the episode last week, how are we ever to know that? It was nothing. There's nothing was said. It just seems like this new age of the strategy is so unique and probably unexciting. But anyway, let's let's move on to to this week's episode and this week's vote. Um, we see Helen going home in a in a in a situation where not everyone voted again. Um, we see Carson as a bit of a middleman. What are you? What are your thoughts on, on Carson? Do you think he made the right choice going with uh, Jam Jam and uh, Carolyn? Absolutely not. I mean, I love Jam Jam and Carolyn as players. I feel like they are the most, I mean, maybe not Jam Jam, Yam Yam, I'm not sure as well, Buckles. Um, <laughs> but Carolyn seems like a very uh, unpredictable, unstable player. I feel like Helen and Sarah were like a lot calmer, uh, 
probably a little bit smarter maybe and I feel like it would have been like a maybe a safer alliance to be with. I feel like, yeah, Carolyn is very unpredictable. Yeah. She's a wild card. 100%. I don't know if you made the right choice. I have some theories, but so I can see both sides of the coin. So one side of me says, yes, Helen and Sarah, more predictable. But when you get someone like a Carolyn, we saw it in Redemption Island with Rob and Phil Shepard. And when you get someone who's very unique, all they want sometimes is a friend. And if you can be their friend, they'll be loyal to a fault. Um, so perhaps you made the right call. The only the only question I have is now he, he's joined almost a, a pair already. Like Yamian and Carolyn were seen as their own pair. Like and being the last one in, he's sort of on the bottom of a three. Like is that? Do you see it that way? Yeah. No. I. I mean, I hadn't really thought about that. But then, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, Philip Shepard. That's a great example. I actually didn't think about it like that. So maybe maybe Carson made the right move going with Carolyn, and maybe they will hook on as friends. But yeah, as you said. Carson's probably at the bottom of the three. Yeah, the other thing I thought of was perhaps because um, Sarah didn't have her vote, and so it would have if he had gone with Helen and Sarah, it would only be a two-two. Maybe Sarah told him and uh, Helen, "I can't vote tonight." So rather than go to a two-two tie, he's thought, "Why try? Why piss the other people off and may lose that? I may as well that's just jump true. on their side." Yeah, that's true. And see, this is the things that we don't see, so we don't know. No, well, that's the thing. We yeah. don't really. We're speculating know. here. But also, the last thing I thought I had was. When um, he's analysing these people, like, who has the idol? We'll get into the idol in a little bit. Um, he sees that Sarah's, you know, thinks someone else has something. Uh, Jam Jam's upset because he couldn't find it. But he says, Helen's a bit suspect. I don't trust her. She looks like she's hiding something. So perhaps he didn't trust Helen 100%. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. 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 Um, Good theories. <laughs> oh, any theories are good theories. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, throw something out. Well, yeah. do, we, do we think... Do we think Carolyn should she have played her idol? I mean, if I was Carolyn and the personality that she is, one hundred percent. Like I'm sitting here, like I like watching her. I'm sitting here on the couch watching her and being like, play the idol, play the idol. Like, yeah, I would say, like in my view, she normally would be the type of person that would be going out first. She's just that big, bold personality, and people look for anything to get rid of anyone, especially in a small trial where you can't hide. So, yes, I think she should have played the idol but like also great that she didn't great that no one knows she has it excellent going forward well done carolyn yeah i probably tend to agree with you i don't i think carson must have done a good job to solidify like his her confidence in him um i think like you said she, she's a bit of a quirky character but i think we're seeing more of these characters make it deeper in the game nowadays like you look at even last season like gabler making it right to the end true and and early on he was i wouldn't say the carolyn here's the carolyn of his tribe maybe yeah. not to the extent she is but just that weirdo who, who everyone no one really understood properly but he made it to the end of one um do you think carolyn's in for a similar sort of run can we see the same with carolyn um look i w- anything's possible now i mm, i don't see her winning but she could go deep she could be the Philip Shepherd. Philip Shepherd, actually. Uh, she could. She could go deep. She's a fun cat. I mean, maybe she's fun to be around. Yeah, she must be just like a big ball of energy. Like, every scene she has is just chaotic. We see her in the tree, like right up in the tree. Like, I don't think I've ever hit an idol that high. And then, <laughs> and then the snake comes oh along. Oh, my God. That is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she's like, oh, I've dug through my, my dog's dog poo for like three days looking for her son's tooth. I'm like... Surely, just put the money under his, his pillow. Yeah. Does he need the tooth? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the tooth fairy actually takes the tooth. No. Um, yeah. And then, and then when Carson comes to her and Jam Jam and says, I'm with you, she like just falls to the ground like, 
I'm weird, okay? It's it's who I am. Like even her confessionals, like they're just next level. Like they're she's just wild. She's wild. She's she, good. She's good. She's good viewing. Oh. I love it. I love seeing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, like she's obviously a great character for the show, and she makes great TV. I'm not sure if I personally like her that much. I don't know if I'm connecting with her, or am I just seeing this crazy character who's just. You're not supposed to like love her. You just watch no, her. And... You know what? I am connecting with her. I, maybe uh, maybe because I'm crazy. Is there a bit of yourself in her? <laughs> maybe because I'm a little chaotic too. But uh, she just is like this frantic energy, and I like it. Yeah, no, I like it's, it. It's, it's... Would I would I want to work with someone on that like that on Survivor? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. No, I just feel but, like you yeah, know, there's a there's a, a two sided coin. Like we said, you know, she's lo- might be loyal if you give her the time of day. But I could, you could just see her blowing up any plan, just just a slip of the tongue, just saying the wrong oh, things to the wrong people. I feel like you'd be constantly on edge at tribal. Like, what is Carolyn going to say? Like, she's going to say something and yeah. give away the plan without knowing it, and then just like, oh my god! <laughs> like, she's just yeah. Yeah. yeah, or just start crying, and yeah, because you know, that's what she does. Apparently, yeah. if yeah, you know, it gets a ripe papaya, you got you got to cry. About no, that's it. right. But, um, while we're on Carolyn, she found the idol this episode. Huge episode for Carolyn. Um, the whole idol shenanigans. Found a key, then opens the, opens the cage, leaves it open. Like this is typical Carolyn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It was it was a lot of fun. And then when she goes back to the, the shelter, and she's like, "Oh shit, the cage! I didn't close the cage." That's my Carolyn impression. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. And then she puts a bag in, and obviously it was open. And it's like, oh Jesus, how how did she not get found out? Like I feel like only Carolyn could sort of get away with that. Like, cast your mind back. Like you say you're not your super fan, but you've watched what all of Australian Survivor, what twenty at least. When did you come in the US? About some in the teens somewhere you started watching, and then you watched a fair bit of South Africa as well. Cast your mind back. Is there anyone we've seen like Carolyn, or is she like seriously like a enigma, a unicorn, one of a kind? Well, maybe I am a closet super fan because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely she is like cast my mind back. She's like Debbie, Debbie Wanner, K Wrong. That's the one. You know, she had those erratic um, confessionals. You know that. All I can see Debbie on my screen being like, and I'm pissed. Um, I don't know if you're a super fan, you know this. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just a regular person like me, you're probably just like, oh, what is she talking about? But yeah, how can she, you forget Debbie? How can you forget Debbie? I just feel like they're kind of like that, just like that strange, unique. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see the comparisons, and she's the one that sort of jumps to my head. Um, I do think Debbie was probably a bit more, I don't know, down to earth, normal. Uh, I do think Carolyn's a little bit extra. Um, another one that sort of jumps out is Nora from Island of the Idols. She was just a real weirdo, but I do think Carolyn's probably a bit smarter than her. Like Carolyn seems a bit uh, perceptive and she sort of knows what's going on around her. Um, like Carson sort of, she sort of, when, when Carson's deciding which team to go with, she sort of susses him out and says like, why would he even come with us? Like it's not in his best interest. So just just that alone sort of tells me that she is thinking properly and like, she can sort of see what's happening around her. So I do think there's some gameplay there, whereas probably Nora wasn't as much. Well, maybe Carolyn's just playing um, this wild energy uh, as part of her gameplay. <laughs> you know? I'm going to push back. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think she's, she's had nope. a tough life. Nope. Uh... She's, she's had a tough life and it's just, yeah. It's, she's, she's a lovely person, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I, just, I probably don't love her. Um, what, what other characters for you that we're seeing? Who else is standing out? Who do you like? Um, I like Matthew. I like Matthew. I too. like Matthew. Um, I don't like him climbing up the rock, falling in. Didn't like that scene. Nah, Scary. Very dumb. But no, I think he's a very smart player. 
Um, yeah. He's, he seems very smart. Uh, and I, I like just the way he talks. He seems like a good narrator. Yeah. Um, we see him at the end of the challenge. He's talking about how good he is at the snake puzzle or the what is it, the slide snake thing. And he says, I built one of these in my house. Not a good um, move, I don't think. No, I would say. I mean, good move making it, like making it at home, practicing these puzzles. Don't go and tell people that you've done that. That puts a big target on you. Yeah, I would say, like, save that for your confessional. As we see what Carson's done, almost exactly the same thing. Carson built all these puzzles, and he told us that. And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to know about it. But I want to compare the two in, the, in this sort of situation. Uh, we see, like, if, if Carson came out and said what Matt says at the challenge, right, there's this history of, like, these smart players, and I feel like there's one player in particular, John Cochran, who won the season. Because he wore glasses, everyone compares anyone who's nerdy and wears glasses to Cochran and, like, Christian... So if if Carson says this sort of thing, like I can do, I do my puzzles at home. He might be a bit more targeted. Whereas Matthew's saying it, he's a little bit older. He's like seems like the nicest guy. He's got a kid or maybe two kids. I can't remember. A bit of a family man. Is it? Do you think there's a difference between the perceptions of the two players? Yeah, no, I do agree. I do agree with that. That's um, yeah. Yeah, I just think Carson might he might come across as like too super fanny, too nerdy. Whereas Matthew might not as much. Yeah, I think Carson definitely falls under yeah. that um, more. I'm nerdy umbrella yeah like the cochrane umbrella and that makes him a threat if he came out saying that so yeah. i think the way that he is like in his confessionals telling us is much better than coming out vocally to the tribe yeah i think he's handled that pretty well do we like do you like carson you're a fan of him yeah i am like do i love him as much as i loved christian and cochrane not quite yet but yet. It's, it's two seasons two episodes in it's early so days it's, it's early, early days. days early days who else is jumping off the page for you uh, haven't seen much of him, but did like Danny. I liked his yeah, little confessional. Yeah, like, yeah. can't wait. What did he say? Something like, can't wait to tell anyone. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no I'm not. not. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Love it. I love look, Danny. Look forward to seeing more of him. Yeah. I'm, I, from what I've seen of Danny in the two episodes, not heaps, but he does seem like a character. I think he's in for the long haul. <laughs> okay. It's got a bit of Tony energy about it. Oh, him. my God. I was literally about uh, to say, I was like, you're not going to agree with me, but I'm like, this is like Tony 2.0. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a huge no, call. Okay, not a huge no, call. Okay. no, but like, yeah, he has a bit of Tony in him. He's got a Tony, and I said it's like slash Cody energy from Ooh, last season. Yeah, so yeah. Just a little bit of like, just the vibes and then just a the Tony franticness. Yeah, and I, I really like him. Um, I think he's going to be a really fun character this season. Um, is there anyone else we can sort of, who else we liking? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. We haven't seen that many characters I yet. I like Yam Yam. I think he's fun. Yeah, I, I think he's just going to be like, He's just a the fan favourite, yeah. He's fun. He's like the Nasir of, of 44. Yeah. Um, two more players we haven't spoken about yet, uh, Matt and Franny. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the fall in love, or at least one of them is, from my <laughs> perspective. What? Give me give me a Matt and Franny. What are you, what are you thinking? Do we, is there love in the air? Um, I think there's a one-way love. <laughs> I feel like Matt's come out of this tragic relationship, which we've heard about quite a few times. Um, he's lost the love of his life, his dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which we all know would be devastating. Well, let's just call him out on that. Liar, uh, cutest dog in the world. I mean, we have a dog, Simba. Uh, I would say he's cuter than any Maltese, what did he say, Maltese can-can? I don't know what that is. Yeah, look, we'll put a photo of Simba in the show notes. Um. Yeah, he's a cavoodle <laughs> if anyone is interested, and yeah. he is the greatest dog in the world. But enough about us. Uh, <laughs> continue on from Matt and Franny. Yeah, like, can you see any any of our relationship in them, perhaps? Uh, no. <laughs> I can. <laughs> So Matt says for, for any snorts when she laughs, <laughs> you do that. I haven't snorted once yet. <laughs> not, on, not on the audio, no, but uh, it does happen. Yeah, you can definitely see Matt's like 
falling for her. And then when Franny says, oh, Matt's, I love Matt. He's such a nice guy. And you can sort of see she's seeing it as more of a game perspective rather than Matt is sort of, it looks like he's in for the long haul here. So do you think our relationship's just a game? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the comparisons no, no. Here? <laughs> I would say I'm the Matt. I'm just the one in love and you're just, yeah, using me or whatever. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. This podcast is really taking off that uh, I'm just using him for his potty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why were they? Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about like power couples in the past. And is it a good move, especially in a small tribe, like to have a very obvious pair? Um, maybe. It can work. We've seen it work for Boston Rob and Amber, yeah. but in two big tribes. That's the thing. Um, I feel like in a small tribe, you... Well, they, they were in a small tribe on their, on their season yeah. when they got together. There was a tribe of six. Yeah, but it's Boston Rob, so, you know. I mean, you're a, Bo- know. You're a huge Boston Rob oh, fan. Who isn't? Me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is. Um, anyway. Uh, no, look, it can work, but it also can isolate you and have four people automatically against you two and wanting to separate you. Um, I think people know that power couples are very dangerous, so they like to separate that early. Um, yeah, I think because it's a tribe of six, it can, it can uh, obviously it can go two ways, but like is it, it's probably harder to afford four people to unite against the two of you rather than it might be easier if they can just bring in one more person or two, they'll have the power sort of thing. So I, I probably – I think it's going to pay off for them in, in at least a short run to the merge because I think it's harder for four people to get on the same page than it is for them to just to get one more person. Hmm. And once it's at 3-3, three, three, they're probably going to win the vote, really. Yeah. Um, that's probably my look at it. Um, and then if you're one person that has an idea, you're almost – like you work with those two, it's you're guaranteed to. Yeah, that's right. If you're the outsider of the four the four man group, you sort of say, "Well, I'm just going to go with a couple, and then I can assure myself at least a tie." Um, we've seen in the past, Lee and L in Australian Survivor dominated just with just with the power, got right to the end pretty much. Um, Amanda and Aussie in Micronesia, so it was different there because they're a couple. And it was semi obvious, but I think because Amanda cuts Aussie at the right time, it didn't really affect her game. So she played that well. So it'd be interesting to see which one, if any. Cut each other. Oh, Matt is being cut. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Matt thinks he's in for a proposal here at the end. Is, is he being stood up? He's, being, he's left oh. the restaurant and she just doesn't turn up? Yeah, totally. Right. Matt's world is coming crashing down. He's just lost his dog. He's lost his previous relationship and he's about to lose Franny because she's going to absolutely blindside him. I can, I can picture them winning a reward and Matt takes Franny and she just doesn't turn up. <laughs> It's just like, sorry, Matt, I'm done. Stop. Look, I hope it works out for Matt. <laughs> uh, I just got a feeling it won't. Nah. <laughs> nice guy. Ah, oh, seems like an absolute sweetheart. Um, <laughs> he's not my favourite player, but he's, nah. he's he's a good he's a good guy, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably all the contestants that I guess we've seen so far. Others are notable mentions. Kane, he looks in for the big haul next week, and he, I gave him my buff last week. I thought he was an interesting person with. I like the way he spoke. He was, had this dry sort of way, like a bit like a Tyson. Um, and I think Claire's another one that sort of stands out. I think she's got a bit about her. Um, but enough about all that. Let's let's move on. We see these idols, right? And so Danny gets his idol. Carolyn gets his, her idol this episode. And they both take the fake idol with them. I'm pretty sure Brandon has also a fake idol. Where do you see this going with the fake idols? Like they have parchment saying a real idol. So obviously you can pair that with a fake idol. What, can you see any sort of interesting strategy used with these things? 
Well, with that parchment though, it also says that there is a fake idol. So, I yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That, I think that might have been two separate parchments. Ah, uh, okay. Well, if you have uh, just one parchment that says this is an idol, yeah, mm. I'll be hiding that somewhere. Yeah, I just think I think the producers want something to happen with these fake idols, but I'm not sure how how it's going to work. Like, someone finds a fake idol. Do they do they play differently? Like, this what is, are they doing? This, this is just like the cookie idol. They just want to string along <laughs> yeah. Simon. A puppy dog like Simon is being strung along here. <laughs> that would be great, but, like, it, it's hard to use. I think the only thing I could think of is with this knowledge is power in the new era, having a fake idol might tempt someone to try and use knowledge of power on you. So if you, I guess if you plant that and someone finds it and you sort of expose them, that's sort of the only way I could see it happening. Because I'm not really sure what the producers wanted out of this, but... I guess that's my theories. I feel like it's going to be the nail in the coffin for Matt. Freddie will get it, and he, <laughs> she'll she'll let him down oh. with a little bit of a fakey. I'm loving that. I'm loving, loving that. It. Brutal. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit of a lean week this week. So the, it's going to be a short podcast, unfortunately. Um, Is that why you got me? <laughs> get the easiest one out. No, eh? I, didn't, I didn't mean short in stature. I meant short, <laughs> short in length. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even speculating on next week is a little bit hard because we don't really know a lot of these players yet. Um, so let's let's move on to the vote. Uh, Helen left. Let's ra- let's rank he- Helen as a as a player and a character. Um, you go first. Um, look, I think she is a smart uh, person. I was going to say player. Um, no, I think she is smart, calm player. Um, didn't bring too much. I didn't. We didn't see much of her. So I. No. I mean, I. I think. We won't see her again, in my opinion, and it's not – I don't think it was a big personality that we lost. Yeah, no, it's very hard to say. Like you said, we didn't see a whole lot of her. Uh, it's, it's, she's probably a victim of the, um, the small tribe format, this new era. Being a female in a, in a small tribe, they're looking for strength. Um, if she's in a tribe of 10, she's probably you know there till just before the merge or even through the merge. She's just it's, – it's strength, strength is a huge thing, and they already lost Bruce – I mean, it was between Carolyn and her, and, and I guess Carson just chose a side, and that might have been because Sarah didn't have a vote. It's hard to say. We didn't really see enough of her to really make a good judgment at all. Um, we definitely will not see her again. You can put your house on that. Um, so that's Helen. That's Helen. Let's move on to Buckles' buff of the episode, so which is the player of the episode. Who, who, who are you giving your buff to this week? Um, I'm giving it to Carolyn. Right. Reasons? I thought for sure she would have been number one target to go home. She found an idol. I think she's gone under the radar. I think the whole group was off speculating about Helen had it, Yam Yam had it, but nobody speculated that um, Carolyn had it. She formed a tight alliance with Yam Yam, and she got through a vote with an idol in a pocket still. So I think I think she deserves it. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. I mean, there's probably only three choices, like Carolyn, Carson, or Jam Jam. They're on the right side of the vote. We didn't see any of the other, the other tribes, so it's hard to go there. I've tossed up a few. I mean, Carolyn, yeah, for all the reasons you said, found the idol, was on the right side of the vote. Uh, Carson, you know, the middleman, picking a side, you know, being, being on the right side of the vote. I'm going to go with Jam Jam, and here's the reason. It might be a bit convoluted, but stick with me. Um, he wasn't the target. He finds out the target's Carolyn, it runs off to her. So they're real tight, right? Carson's the last one in. And when the merge comes, if these three are still together, who 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 would everyone target first out of those three? The answer is Carson. So while Carolyn, you know, got the idol and everything, 
The Amtan's found himself in a really good spot. He's got a bit of power now. He's got a three, and he won't sort of be the target until the other two are gone, I would say. So, yeah, look, it's hard to go off anything, but Jamtan gets my buff. Um, so onto the, the, the ranking power board, if that's what it's called. <laughs> um, Jam Jam on one, Carolyn on one, uh, Kane on one, and Matthew on one. And that is the Buckles buffs so far this season. Now, yeah. I feel like that that buff. You were just absolutely plucking at straws to go against whatever it's I tough. say. It's tough. It's tough. We don't get a whole lot of information for any episode, so I'm just basing it off very minimal. Um, look, I like, Yam Yam's a good guy, yeah. And perhaps Carson went with those two just for the sake of making better television. You know, it, when you watch these shows, all these char- like the best characters do tend to go further, and Carson's probably smart enough to realize that. So he's like, if I can hook onto this horse. Carolyn and Yam Yam, like the two fan favourites, I could be in for a long haul here. So it's not the worst logic. Not the worst logic. Didn't earn him a buff, but. All right, it's probably time to wrap it up. Um, Jackie, what do you got? Anything you want to plug? Anything going on? No, no, I've got nothing to plug here. Um, I just want to say thanks, Buckles, for not being available and letting me take over your podcast. Um, Yeah, I think you're here to stay. I think Buckles is out the door. Yeah, no, I've had a uh, wonderful time here. Thank you. I think I've definitely done a better job than Buckles because I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I will definitely be handing it back to you, Buckles, and leaving it to the professionals. But if you got this far, thank you for listening to Jack and Mac. Jack and Mac, that's a good ring oh to God, it. Oh, my God, that's a yeah. great podcast. I think professionals are a very loose term that we use here. But, um, no, please, Buckles, come back. Hosting was a nightmare. I did not enjoy this. I hope the podcast is all right. I've got nothing else to plug. Um, no, actually, I, I do. I do. Um, Australian Survivor, we should be recording that hopefully sometime this week if Buckles is free. Otherwise, it could be another version of Jack and Mac. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And we'll see everyone next week. Oh, and don't forget to follow us. Oh, yes, of course. I forgot. I'm a bad host. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Buff Supply and Ties and Banter, uh, Instagram at Survivor, Survivor underscore 3BS, I think. Um, and on Twitter at Survivor 3BS. Um, like, subscribe, share it all, whatever Tim says here or Buckles, whatever he says at this point. And I would just like to thank you um, for coming on the podcast on very short notice. So probably, well, I told you this afternoon, we then watched the episode and we had about an hour in between, had some dinner, then we were recording. So thanks for coming on on such short notice. It was a really good time. Yeah, no, um, thanks for having me. It was nice. I, I, you know what? It was nice. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice couples bonding. <laughs> That's it. Spent some time with you. Exactly. So. Much like Matt and Franny, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it goes a little bit better for us let's, than them. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.